Hello friend, I am Maria, and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. This particular episode is from a series we call Conversations with a Collective. In this series, I'm accessing the depth and the breadth of the collective human consciousness on planet Earth. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the questions and comments that I receive back from the collective. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Um, as always, I'm really, really happy to welcome you and to see all of you, quote unquote, um, during another episode of Conversations with a Collective. Yeah, just as a refresher, this is a moment, this is a time when I connect to the collective consciousness of humanity on planet Earth. And from this place, I am able to better advise, better help, frankly, with anything you might be dealing with at this moment in time. For context also, today I wanted to talk about what you're dealing with in the moment. We are smack in the middle of 2021. This is an interesting time to be alive. This is an interesting junction in the history of the civilization, in the history of humanity. This is a truly spectacular time to be alive in more ways than one. There is one thing that is certainly happening in the moment is we're making history, right? We've all showed up here. And we're witnessing something truly uh, one of a kind. A lot of transition. A lot of grabs of power. A lot of shifts in the energies at planetary level. Including some things that are... Um, including also uh, in terms of energies, so if we're looking at energies. A lot of things are coming back that have been well forgotten. Or a lot of things are coming to light that have been well concealed, including some of the information that's coursing around, you know, extraterrestrials right now and being um, blessed to go to the masses by essentially the higher echelons of government. So truly a spectacular time to be alive, especially from the higher perspective. Now, of course, you guys are right in the middle of it and um, you're, <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm looking at and scanning your state, mental state, emotional state. This is a tough year. This is a tough year. A lot of you are going through a lot. So I wanted to open this up as a forum, right? I wanted to have an open conversation with you around what you are going through at the moment, at this moment in time. Uh, when I made my predictions for 2021, um, I mentioned that this was going to be a year of finding balance, that the concept of balance was going to come front and center into everybody's life as it relates to 21. Um, I mentioned that you're going to have to find balance within yourself before you can find balance within your relationship, before you can find balance within your family, before you can find your balance at work, before you can find the balance within your community, your city, your country, your planet. So a lot of you are going through a whole lot of balancing acts and you're trying to Hold on for dear life is what's happening, really. 
And I know that depending on, you know, your personal level of vibrations, your personal karmic lessons, as well as how perceptive you are to the energies at large, you might be having a very, very different experience, right? So one thing I really want you to get is that generally speaking, uh, when we're not facing the time of change, there is a very limited range of emotions and thoughts that humanity is going through. And there, the ups are not that high and the downs are not that low. So it's like the great average um, with some sort of comfort interval, but it's not too many ebbs and flows. What you are experiencing right now is quite different. It is quite dramatic in terms of its amplitude, in, in terms of its range. So your downs are really down. They're really low. And the highs are really up there. And the sheer range between the two is pretty dramatic. Now, not each of you is going to exist within the full range, the full spectrum. Um, depending on your personal level of vibrations, your personal history, your family history, etc., a lot of different factors, you would be experiencing a certain chunk of that vibrational range. And so truly, I will tell you that at this point in time, it's really hard to find commonalities within people, despite the fact that um, the narrative that you're hearing from the media side of the um, of the private sector, shall I say, um, is trying to paint a very consistent story, but how you're grabbing onto those stories is very, very different. Now, this is a very emotional time for you. For some of you, the emotions that are coming up for you at this moment in time are nothing in terms of the level of strength compared to what you're used to. I'm a lot of pain is coming up, a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. The concept of self is coming front and center. Who am I? Why did I show up in the first place? For a lot of you, the concept of happiness is becoming paramount or rather, shall I say the lack of thereof. So a lot of you are starting to come to the realization that you are not happy in your own skin. You might not be happy at your job. You might not be happy in your marriage or your relationship. You're just not happy in your life, period. Now, while a lot of you, or enough of you, shall I say, have finally gotten to the realization that that is the case, not enough of you have figured out how to get happy, so to say, right? Which, hey, let, let, let's start with the fact that it is progress. Just understanding and realizing, catching yourself that you're not happy requires a certain level of introspection. Because prior to, frankly, COVID, a lot of you were you know, on a running track, essentially just running for your lives. And, you know, you, you were kind of like in this wheel running and running day in and day out. And you didn't really take a moment for yourself to breathe and really check in with yourself and understand, hey, is the path that I'm on serving me or not? You were kind of just going through the motions. What you have experienced in the past two years is some is isolation, obviously, some periods of introspection, whether comfortable or not, and certain level of realization that your status quo, your personal default setting is somehow off based on maybe what your path should be or what your intuition is telling you. And essentially, it's not making you happy. That being said, so this is the context. Um, as always, during these conversations with the collective, I am able to receive specific questions from you guys right? At this point, I'm fully connected to the entirety of the human race. Uh, 
human species and I am taking questions in the Q&A format. This is going to be the Q&A type of session where essentially you run the show and I'm just here as a humble servant to the collective and just helping you understand certain concepts or feelings that you might be having, emotions or certain... Um, I would like to help you unwind certain karmic knots that you have within the fabric of your own existence, right? So the way we're going to do this is always, <clears throat> um, given that today we're tackling the, the subject of the balancing act of 2021, the balancing act of finding a path of who you are, the balancing act of trying to get happy amidst the chaos, right? This is the overall topic. I would like to encourage you to step up and if you believe that your question serves the collective, I would like you to ask a question or explain your situation to me and uh, collectively we're going to try to find a way out. Now, the people that are listening who are listening to this podcast are not going to be able to hear the question, so I'll do my best to translate or repeat the question back to you so you have context. Otherwise, it's going to feel like a very one-sided conversation. That being said, I am ready to take the first question around the balancing act, what you're dealing with right now. So if you believe that you have a question that serves humanity at large, please come forward and state your question. Okay, I understand the situation, but what what is the question? Can you please say the question? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So the question comes from um, a woman, or should I say a girl, a teenager. What the teenager is going through essentially is she's witnessing um, the pain and the suffering of humanity. You know, literally everything, you know, people dying of COVID, you know, uh, people suffering, people struggling, you know, all of the madness. And essentially, she is asking me and herself, you know, and, and by the way, she's unhappy in this whole situation, but she's unhappy more in and of herself, right? So it's like an internal sense of unhappiness that she's sensing. And enough of you are there, by the way. So as you're listening to her ask this question, or me explaining what she's asked in the first place, ask yourself, how come and in what way might you be feeling the same way? So essentially the issue that she's facing is her personal way of internalizing something as opposed to how the collective and the people around her are perceiving a certain situation. So essentially what she's worried about is that she's selfish, right? So she's like, well, you know, I know I'm unhappy where I am today, um, but you know, when I look around and see how the rest of the people are suffering, they are even more unhappy. And some people are suffering way more than I'm struggling today. And essentially, how dare I, you know, try to solve my micro level issues, um, my little stupid things, right? Where there are so many people around me that have issues that are like essentially life and death. So how dare I even, you know, feel the feelings that I feel, think the thoughts that I think, if all these people around me have have it worse than I do. Um, there is a concept. Uh, now, this is the answer. Now we're getting to the answer. Now we're getting to, to the uh, 
my perspective on this part. So first of all, thank you for coming out with this question. I actually think it's really, really, really important. So you all are very familiar with the concept of first world problems. Very often, especially in richer countries, right? Um, any type of emotional situation you might be going through, you know, could be dismissed as, well, this is first world problems. Like, who cares, right? Like, there are people dying uh, of hunger in, in Africa, what have you. Or somebody is on the ventilator because their lungs are about to give, um, give out. And how dare you, like, with your depression? <laughs> you know, how dare you? Um, and in fact, in fact, it this type of attitude is very much solidified in the collective. So it's not just somebody, it's not that somebody came to this person specifically and said, hey, your fears are not validated or the way you feel about your own problem is, is not valid because how dare you, it's a first world problem to have, look at all these other people that are suffering. So it's not that anybody came up to her specifically, but what I want to shed the light on is that there is a human collective shadow for you guys, all of you, to be able to put a judgment on what somebody else is going through and either validated as yes, they have a reason to be upset or disvalidated and say, Hey, they have no reason to be upset. And because of that, enough of you feel alone in your grief or your suffering or your pain because the human collective on planet earth is not embracing itself and thus it is not embracing others. And that is one of the reasons why a lot of you experience loneliness. There are many reasons why you experience loneliness. And what this girl has come forward around is a form of loneliness, make no mistake. It is a form of loneliness that comes from the fact that she is judging herself. And by the way, unbeknownst to her, or maybe intuitively she understands that the collective is judging her because she's trying to whatever, find her path when there's a bunch of people elsewhere that are dying. <sighs> Tough place to be. Tough place to be. Because you all intuitively remember being one at one level. At some level, at the level of source, we are all essentially one being. You know, we are all cells within one body. We essentially all dance to the same tune. Now, of course, that is not the experience that you have here. And that is why this feeling of loneliness is one of the most dominating frequencies on planet Earth today. It is because you judge yourself for, for the things that you do and you don't. Your family judges you for the things that you do and you don't. And then the larger human collective family judges you for the things that you do and you don't. But that judgment comes from a place of being separate. There is nothing about you in particular, and that is what I would like for you to get. There is nothing about you or anything there's nothing wrong with anything that you're feeling per se the fact that your situation is not a life or death situation does not make your suffering any less painful because essentially the same exact receptors in the brain the same exact pathways are being fired when you're in pain by the way physical and mental pain essentially a lot of the same things happen and whether it's life or death or just like a broken heart, you're still in pain. So first step one of this exercise is validate your pain as in acknowledge your right to feel pain exactly where you are today. Because disvalidating your own uh, feelings doesn't make them go away. What 
it, it, by the way, it doesn't heal them either. It does the opposite of what it should be doing, which is it deposits these feelings in an untapped state inside one of your organs. And I think we've been there before, but this, this thought is worth repeating. All of these untapped feelings over time, if you place them in your body over and over again, are going to manifest themselves as disease. There is no other way because the energy does not just disappear. The energy just shifts form. So if you take a particular form of energy, which essentially is a frequency of pain or suffering, deposit that somewhere in your body because you don't want to process it and eliminate it or go through that, transform that, that energy is going to be stuck there. It'll keep being accumulated. And eventually when you can, your, your particular organ cannot hold it anymore, it's going to start manifesting in the physical. It's going to start shifting form in and of itself. So that dense energy at one point is becomes so dense that there is no more place for it to go in the etheric. So it has to start manifesting in the physical because it has to go somewhere. E equals MC squared. Thank you, Einstein. The energy doesn't just disappear. It changes shape. It changes form. So going back to the girl that is completely disvalidating how she feels. Why don't we talk about judgment? In this particular instance, why don't we have a conversation about judgment? Because essentially, the precursor to her loneliness is judgment. I would like for you to understand how ridiculous the concept of judging yourself for the pain that you're feeling is from the higher perspective. You all are on very, very different paths. And it is very much so by design. Your paths are not created equal. Not every single soul has a desire to go through a life and death type of situation. Not every single soul has chosen to experience the deep levels of pain around, I don't know, a loved one dying of cancer or something like that, right? Your higher self has selected a path for you that is just perfect and just right for you based on where you are at soul level. That path is unique. That path is sacred, holy, perfect, whatever else, whatever adjective you need to use it to validate it, you should. Because that path is the only thing that is true for you and the only thing that makes sense. Now imagine that there is a higher self out there that decided that it, its purpose in life is to be beautiful. I don't know. Maybe that is the purpose for whatever reason. Maybe that higher self decided or maybe that higher self experienced 70,000 lifetimes where it didn't feel beautiful and that caused a whole lot of pain within that higher self. So imagine this higher self creates a pathway, projects forth a life where the only purpose for that entity for that human essentially is to walk their life feeling beautiful and so this person comes here and they have what some would describe as vanity all of a sudden because I don't know they want to have fillers in their lips or what have you right and then when they're not able to look or hit that um that um goal for themselves around how pretty they should look right that person can experience the depth of pain 
But that is the opposite of vanity. That is actually what their higher self wanted them to experience. And yet this person actually not only judges themselves, but feels judged by the rest of humanity for being hyperly focused on beauty or outward appearance instead of whatever the beauty that comes from within. Do you see the inherent conflict here? The conflict, actually. So at the higher echelons um, of, of dimensions, there is co conflict is minimalized. So conflict, the energy of conflict, is really accentuated in lower dimensional worlds. Um, like third dimensional world, perfect world to have all types of clashes happen. So the energies are really rigid. So anytime like the energies really like that the don't jive, they come together. It's like a, a strike of a lightning. You know, they really butt heads, like for the lack of a better word. So the energies are really, really harsh here. So when you come here and although you might be walking a perfect path and you might be doing exactly what your higher self wanted you to, because you're being faced with the collective judging you on a daily basis, whether you'd like it or not, it is exceptionally, exceptionally easy to start judging yourself and turn into your own worst enemy. Where I'm going with this is there is not one valid path to walk this life. There is also not one type of suffering. So stop disvalidating your own personal form and shape of suffering or your own personal way or shape of pain. Because pain is pain. Just because it's first world pain versus second world pain versus third world pain doesn't make it not pain. It's the same vibration. And humans feel and experience that vibration in their body exactly the same way. Whether that is pain of, I don't know, breaking an ankle, whether that is pain of a broken heart, whether that is pain of hunger, or whether that is pain of losing a loved one, it is still pain. And we have to validate it as such. Let's talk about loneliness for a quick second. Three things here. Three things. Do you want to know how to never feel lonely again for the rest of your life? Do you know what the magic formula is? I'm actually really curious to hear your answers uh, in this point. And, and what are you, how do you think, um, how would you propose to not feel lonely for the rest of your life? I want to hear the, uh, some of the other answers, please. Okay. That, that's just, <laughs> that's just priceless. Okay. So the first one that comes through is get a dog. So you guys believe that if you get a dog, you'll never feel lonely for the rest of your life. The biggest BS ever because dogs die. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Or cats. Or cows. Any animal, you guys. Any pet that you can get is not going to be able to ensure that you are never lonely, okay? You know what the second answer was? The second answer is get a partner, as in husband, wife, something. Some part, some, part, some version of partner in crime. Doesn't work, you guys. There is divorce. Divorce rates are going up. You cannot find happiness in another person prior to finding that in yourself. Another person, even if they commit to you for life, is not how you should try to avoid loneliness. 
This is not a guaranteed way out of loneliness. The third answer was get a child, as in give birth to a child, have a child (laughs) as a way out of loneliness. The ridiculous part is, you guys, enough of you act on all three or on one of the three as not because you feel called to have a child, not because you want to give life to something or someone, but because you want to avoid loneliness. Let's get that real clear. Okay? Okay. And neither of the three answers is correct, by the way, because your child does not belong to you. Your child belongs to themselves. That's where you have clingy mothers. That's where you get dads that are upset when somebody doesn't call on Christmas or doesn't come to visit, what have you. That's where, like, if you think that your child is going to prevent you from feeling lonely, you're up for a rude awakening, people. Not only that, but you're up for creating a whole lot of trauma in your future child. If you think that the child's sole purpose is to make you not feel lonely. Okay. Do you want to know what actually is a way out of loneliness? (laughs) Well, at least we have agreement there. Everybody's like really, really curious. There are three integral factors that you need. Three relationships you need to have to never feel lonely. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. First relationship is with yourself. With yourself here, today, right now. Second, really, I'm, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to give you all three and then we're going to go into detail because I don't want you to uh, lose track here. First relationship, critical for you to never feel lonely again is your relationship with yourself. Second relationship, a relationship with your higher self, your higher aspects, your oversoul. Third relationship, source energy. Sometimes it's also called the absolute God, however you want to call it. I like to call it source because it is the source of everything. That's it. These three. You get these three right, you will never, never, never for a quick second in your life ever feel alone. Magic formula. Trifecta, holy freaking trinity. You're welcome. Now, okay, you just, seriously, (laughs) the amount of confusion I'm feeling from the collective is endearing endearing you guys good news is we're gonna dive into all three because you wanted to talk about it and i'm here for the ride with you what do i mean by a relationship with myself that is the one that causes a heck of a ton of confusion 80 percent of you don't have a relationship with yourself huh what's up with that did you know that did you realize that I mean, congrats if you're the 20%, but enough of you are not. Enough of you are in the 80% bucket. What does it mean to have a relationship with yourself? To have a true relationship with yourself means taking your interests into account. Means taking yourself seriously. Means not putting yourself last. Means considering yourself as a part of the equation before you make any decision. Not playing a martyr, not playing the good girl or the good guy to please everything and everyone else. 
You can only have a relationship with yourself if you finally face yourself. You know what I'm seeing on a, on a collective level? You guys have completely turned around 180. And you're like, a part of you is like standing and looking at another part of you that is literally um, showing you its back. So you are completely disjointed. There are parts of yourself that you don't even know exist. There are whole chunks of you that you wish were not true about you. There are a whole lot of ways that you either um, don't like about, like, you know, all of uh, a whole lot of ways you don't love yourself, you don't accept yourself, you're not okay with yourself, you judge yourself, all of these things, you guys, prevent you from having a healthy relationship with you, the entirety of you. When I say you, I mean essentially the lower aspects of you, the aspects of you that have showed up into 3D. Like not even here do you have unity. How sad is that? You have let society conditioning Trauma, drama, karma, I can keep going, really take a toll on you, on your relationship with yourself. How do you reconnect with yourself? Let me give you a quick practice. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And look in front of you. There is another version of you. Imagine that there's in front of you, there's that version of you that represents everything that you have suppressed, denied, don't want to hear about, dislike, judge about yourself. Imagine that that part is standing right in front of you. For a lot of you, you're going to be not even see that, that part of you. Um, you know, that part of you is not even facing, like it's turned It's back on you. Because why? Because you turned your back on it. Let's have you turn that part around. For some of you, it might be your shadow, your shadow aspects. Shadow doesn't mean bad. Shadow means all the things you don't want to deal with. All the things that you're pretending are not real, and yet they are. Because look, they're looking, staring you in the face right now. And they're one of the reasons you're so damn lonely is because you wouldn't even freaking talk to a part of yourself. Let's start there. Forget about your mother and forget about your children. You are not even in touch with you. Duh. Lower aspects of you. The closest relationship, guys, you could have is with yourself. Before your cat, before your dog, before your sibling, before your husband, wife, what have you. Yourself. Going to the root here, going very deep. Okay, ready? Take the hands of that version of you that's standing right in front of you, right? The entirety. By the way, by the way, if you look really deeply, you would be able to see that behind the back of this version of you that you're trying to connect to right now, there are like hundreds of other versions that have split up. But you can collapse them all into one for the sake of this exercise because we don't have time for 60 hours of parts work in this one three-minute exercise. So we're not even going to attempt the impossible. We cannot boil the ocean today. We can take it one step at a time. So one thing that you want to do is you want yourself to face yourself fully and hold the hands. The two parts of you should hold hands. Now, 
as you're holding hands, I want you to look at the other part of you. Look in the eyes. Look it in the eyes. Look at everything that that part is. You can even ask this part to show you what are the different things that it holds within itself. Like send you pictures or send you words. What does it represent? What aspects of you? What parts of you that are hurting that you don't want to deal with? Look in the eyes of that part of you. Feel the pain that you're causing this part of you by rejecting it. By separating it from the rest of you. The reason you feel so lonely is because you've split away from this part of yourself. It's feeling lonely and you're feeling lonely because you're never meant to be separate in the first place. So what you should do is you should come back together. So what you want to do is you want to ask this part for forgiveness. For any time that you hurt it, for any time that you have cut it away from the entirety of you, for any time that you judged it, for any time that you didn't love it back, for any time you felt it wasn't perfect or that it needed fixing of some sort. Apologize. See if that part wants to apologize to you also. Because relationships go both ways. And then, when you're done, invite it in. Invite it to come back. Heart to heart. Hand to hand. Third eye to third eye. See how all of your chakras are connecting. Start at the root chakra level, or the red chakra, base of your, sp base of your spine. And imagine that there is... Um, like a stream that connects your red chakra to the red chakra of the other part of you. And it's like glue. It's starting to bring you together. It's kind of like two magnets uniting. Now imagine that there is the same thing in your heart space. Like there's like an energetic cord that starts like bringing the two of you closer together. And last but not least, imagine that there is a space um, from like the middle of your forehead, which is where your third eye is. Uh, like there is a cord that comes through and joins both of your third eyes and it starts to bring you together into alignment. Until, until all of a sudden you're joined into one being. Yes. Come together into one being. <sighs> Allow yourself to take a deep breath. And finally feel reconnected with the entirety of you. That's step one. <laughs> Long-winded answer, guys, but the ride is going to be worth it. Step two, like I said, of never having to feel lonely. Your relationship with your higher self. What essentially is your higher self? It's the rest of you guys. A part of you showed up here. That's your lower self. A part of you remains up upstairs. That part of you, by the way, is longer. Uh, sorry, longer. Larger is what I meant. So you might be the 2% of the 100% and it is the 98. So I guarantee you it's calling your name. I guarantee you it's trying to pull you back in because it does have that magnetic pull whether you want it or not, whether you realize it or not, on the subconscious level, conscious level, every energetic level, there is a pull. How do you presume that you would feel full, wholesome, complete, and not lonely 
If 90% of you is not even here, impossible. 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 You would always feel that there's something missing. Nobody freaking understands you. You can't rely on anyone. Blah, blah, blah. Do you, do you, do you see what I mean? Okay. I, yes? I want to get some feedback from the collective. Okay. Good. Everybody, everybody's on the same page. This, this part is actually, there is not that, that much um, confusion. Here's what you want to do. You want to imagine your higher self as a sphere of light, a being of light. Your being of light, it's like a sphere of light, is going to be of a particular color. So I want you to close your eyes, look up. Like if you close your eyes, imagine yourself standing as like an etheric body, as an energy body. And then imagine looking up and then on top of you, there is a sphere of light that is connected to you through your crown center at the top of your head, connected to you via a cord of light. That sphere has a color. What is that color? That is the color of your higher self. It represents the energy of your higher self. What does the color of the higher self mean? It is essentially a visual representation of the full amalgamation, the full summation of your energies. It has a frequency and thus it has a color because color and frequency is essentially the same thing. Now, you do have a cord, but for a lot of you, the vast majority of you, that cord is not fully activated. So that cord would appear to me, as I'm looking at it, almost like gray. So there's not a lot of things going back and forth. So what you want to imagine is that there is real energy, the color of the sphere of your higher self, that's starting to descend, come down from that beautiful majestic sphere through the cord straight into your crown center, that top of your head. Imagine how it's starting to descend. Do you feel it? Yes, start sending that. Jump, start that movement, you guys. It's here for you. That energy is always here for you. You know what you want to do it with it? Once it starts accumulating in your uh, crown center, like in a little bowl in your crown center, start integrating it within the rest of your body. So s allow it to start flowing down and fill in your limbs, your arms, your neck, you know, down into the belly area, start accumulating that air, uh, that energy into the, in the belly area, allow it to float out, allow that energy to start to descend down to your feet and exit through the soles of your, um, of your feet, right? And then allow it to wrap around and go back up into the, uh, the sphere of your higher self but that energy is already recycled, you know, uh, or, um, you know, it, it includes certain aspects of you that potentially need transcending, but there is like a loop. You're essentially closing the loop. So now you've given that energy back to your higher self. So now it can send you some more, right? So this is the first step of you connecting to your higher self. There are many different steps and we can have 60 episodes about just how you connect with a higher self, right? How can you have your higher self on speed dial? That would be an interesting episode. And I'm actually happy, happy, happy if you'd like to. Uh, I hear a lot of yeses. Uh, but I'm happy to be your teacher 
and guide around connecting you to, to your higher self. I find that exceptionally easy. But this is step one. If you have a healthy flow, a healthy stream of energy coming to you from the entirety of you, the other 98% of you, you would not feel lonely. It is impossible because essentially you would be whole and perfect as a being. Last step, connecting to source energy. We all came from one place and we all are going to go back to that one place. This is the truth of who we are as beings. This is the truth of who we are as consciousness. This is the only truth that matters. The number one reason that you don't experience that sense of connectedness, that sense of being held and loved for who you are, the sense of the universe always having your back, the sense of togetherness is because you are disconnected from the foundational stream of your divine mother, father energies, collectively called source. You are cut out from that stream, whether intentionally or unintentionally, that is the case. Thus, you have cut yourself out of the rest of existence. And that's why your umbilical, energetic umbilical cord that is supposed to be your sustenance, your source of everything good and right in your life is not working. So how do you presume you would feel not lonely if that condition is not met in 90% of your bodies? You are not connected to source energy. You are not being nurtured by it. Yep, that is the sad truth. And you can't, no matter how many dogs you have, no matter how many husbands you have or wives or whatever, you can have a harem and you can still feel like the loneliest person ever. You can have 3,000 Facebook friends or even 3,000 real friends and you'll still feel lonely until you walk that last step and connect to source. Because that would feel like, as an extension, that would feel like having the best possible mother figure, having the best possible father figure, being in connection with everything on planet Earth, as well as every other planet that ever existed, in every world that ever existed, in every galaxy that ever existed. Imagine that. It gives you such sense of belonging, connectedness, togetherness, that it is impossible to be alone. How can you be alone if you are literally everything that was ever created? Yeah, here's how you connect to source energy. So, do you remember how I told you to close your eyes, look upstairs, look up, and, and see that there is like a sphere uh, of a particular color? Now, imagine zooming out. There is another sphere even higher up. This one is humongous though, like huge, big, fat, huge. Like easily 10,000 times bigger than your higher self, easily. Imagine that. Imagine that. Now imagine that there is a cord that is going from you to that large sphere of white, blinding, like 
blinding sphere of light, white part pearlescent energy. Like the master white sun. I don't know how else to, to describe source, but it's it's just, it's, it's oozing with power and energy and uh, just creation. And by the way, you have always had a cord that connects you to the very middle of that sphere. Now, I want you to imagine... Now, that cord, by the way, also connects you to your uh, to the crown center, right? So it goes smack from the middle of source, which essentially is a sphere of white light, straight into your crown center. Imagine that through that cord, all of a sudden, there is a lightning strike. Are you ready? Like, you, I want you to do that with me. Imagine there's a lightning strike that's hitting you in the head with the energies of source. Okay, one, do, do it one more time. Do it a third time. Do you see how the energy of the lightning now has jump-started what was dormant before? And that is the flow of diamond desk pearlescent white energy from the heart of the source to you. Do you feel that? Do you feel what's happening? Do you feel what's happening in your crown centers? Do you feel what's happening in your head? Do you feel that slight tingling sensation out of nowhere? Like there's traffic all of a sudden where there was no traffic? Duh! Hello! Allow that energy to penetrate every cell of your body. Now, you can imagine it like the lightning striking every cell of your body. Jinx! Do it again! Do it again! The energy of source is a very electric energy. That's why the perfect analogy for it is the, uh, the lightning strike. Allow it to jumpstart your system with a whole lot of universal love. Again, there's so much more that we can do about connection to source. I want to get to, I want to get through two more questions, so we're not going to go too deeply into this, but cup, just, just to recap what I said, stop judging yourself. Stop saying or thinking or feeling that your pain does not matter. I don't care if your hamster died. That is a valid pain. It's not any less valid because it's a hamster or because you cut your finger. It is pain. So validate your pain. And then to not feel sorry for yourself because you feel lonely, connect to yourself, lower self, your higher self, and energy of source. And you will thank me later. Okay, moving on. Two more questions. The first one, again, seeking balance amidst this crazy world, trying to understand anything you wanted to ask about your mission or 2021 or you know how to cope. I'm listening. Come through right now. question is as follows. I'm seeing what happens, what's happening in the outside world with COVID and vaccines. And um, we're talking to somebody who understands the big why behind control, 
right? So we're understanding where we're talking to somebody who understands why the whole pandemic happened, you know, it was a planned event, right? So we're talking essentially to an awakened soul. And the soul is really worried that despite the fact that they see everything for what it is, right? So they're not asleep. They're not being misled by the media. They don't believe in vaccinations. But that's not the question. The question that came through is as follows. What do I do if I am essentially awakened, right? If I am aware of all these things happening around me, but I feel completely powerless to change the dynamics. As in, I don't know how to stop things from happening. I don't know how to stop people from, you know, following the agenda of the very few that are trying to control them. Basically, I don't know how to fix this, is the sentiment. Yes, I know. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Enough of you feel that way. You've, you're experiencing a complete loss of power. A complete lack of power as it relates to the situation in the world. And you feel like, despite the fact that you're in the know, there's absolutely nothing that you can do. And that leaves you in a state of emotional disarray that ranges from, I want to fight, to I want to just lay down and cry for days. That is what you're going through. Okay. So the question is, uh, sorry, uh, what was the question? How, how to cope with that? Yeah, the question is, what should I do? And I guess I'm assuming you're, you're asking me what you, what you should do to, to be able to fix the world. Ah, oh, you guys, it's very endearing. Um, I'm going to give you a different perspective. Why don't we, right? One thing I want you to understand about a third dimensional world like planet Earth, like Gaia, is that it is a controlled environment. It is an environment that is controlled for each of you individually and for you collectively as humanity. It is controlled by multiple sources, from higher vibrational extraterrestrial forces up to the architect of the matrix and up to source consciousness. Yes. In other words, in other words, no. Source, or God, however you want to think about it, the absolute, is not oblivious, right? to what happens on this planet. Source is not oblivious because there is, there's a lot of, you know, thoughts out there and beliefs that, well, maybe he's just so high dimensional that he doesn't care. And like, we're living here and we're really struggling, but he doesn't know, she doesn't know, whatever. And like, they don't care. And so we're here, but like, if only source was to find out, maybe we can fix this together. And why the hell do we need this much suffering? No, you guys, this is a planned, planned, planned reality. So let's, let's just get that first. Another one is you all showed up to be here for one reason or another. 
regardless, by the way, of why you showed up here, you knew exactly what would happen. As in prior to you incarnating, you knew that you're going to have to go through a pandemic that was going to be planned by whomever. They're going to remain unnamed because they are beside the point. And then the everything that was going to happen after pandemic, which is that first shockwave is what we're dealing with right now. In other words, this is not accidental. And it has been planned by the highest levels of consciousness that is benevolent, not malicious. So before you put, before you want to burn somebody at the stake for starting COVID, you should understand that it was blessed as a time, as a thing, as an experience by the beings that are exceptionally benevolent. Why, may you ask me? Many reasons. But if I were to be exceptionally honest with you, which I think is what you deserve, is because we need to make rapid shifts in the energetic matrix as well as the composition of this human civilization. This human civilization essentially is walking itself into a dead end. Because we don't like dead ends, we need to wake up as many people as possible to the fact that everybody is walking towards a dead end scenario. One way to do that is by sending a bunch of shockwaves. So those people that can wake up, those people that have the propensity to hear, to listen, to see, are going to be awakened to the reality and to the truth instead of being in their dormant state. Causing a massive awakening in the 3D system is not easy. It requires a shakeup. So what you're living is a shakeup scenario. And yes, the shakeup is never fun. You're living through an, a series of earthquakes. But it is also the only way. It is the only way. It's an electroshock, and that is the only way to jumpstart the heart of humanity. Because humanity is in a coma. So, in fact, when you see the world crumbling down, say, thank God. Because that is the shockwave that humanity needs right now. And you know why? Because it's going to cause a series of massive awakenings in people. And the state is dire. I mean, just look at the state of the planet. How many species die every year? Do you guys know? Of course you don't know. Because that is not what the news would like to tell you unless it serves somebody's agenda. And by the way, they even turned the planetary crisis into a piece of an agenda in order to control you better. And you know what? And that's fine. You know why that's fine? Because this, I know that's what I want to get. Like, I want you to get that really clear. This is the quickest path to evolution of every single being on this planet. Whether you chose to show up here as a helper, as a light worker, a starseed, however you want to call yourself, or 
if you're not that and you're just a native of planet Earth and you just showed up for this apocalyptic time. One thing I would like to tell you is it serves you. Every single one of you is going to develop faster because of it. Every single one of you. So count your blessings. Count your blessings. So instead of feeling powerless, how about feeling powerful? How about looking at this from a different perspective? They, they tell you whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. If you look back at your life, you might notice a pattern. That the time that you got kicked the hardest, the times when you got completely broken or just, you know, traumatized, you came out on the other side a, a stronger human, a different human, but a stronger human. And I'm not saying that splits weren't created or, you know, you're not going to need shadow work for this. But these were positive experiences in the long term. Because they made you who you are. And they have contributed to your evolution. So essentially, you're going through the same exact thing, just at a human level. So when you're looking at the madness of this world, and it feels like everything is going to hell, for the lack of a better term, understand that it was placed here this whole situation was placed here by beings that wish you well it was placed here to benefit you and everybody else around you and yes if you can contribute to other people's awakening if you can contribute to other people getting a better perspective or a different perspective, if you can help people to be able to cope better through this really crazy time, do so. Use your light, use your resources. This is also a call, a global call. This call, by the way, is bigger than the Milky Way galaxy. There has been a call for light workers, for the people who know, for the people who see, for the people who feel, for the people who hear, for the people that understand the truth, to step up and claim their part in the grander scheme. So the fact that you want to do something about it is a calling. Make no mistake, it's a calling. That means that you didn't come to sit and, and be like on a sidelines watching a show. That means you're being asked to be an active participant. But it doesn't mean fighting. And it doesn't mean derailing a very, very good show, by the way. That is not your path. And that is not why you showed up. But it is. Your path is to step up and into your power. To lead in the way that you feel called to lead within your community, within your family, within, you know, maybe a group of friends. If you feel called to spread the word, spread the word. If you feel called to share this podcast, share this podcast. If you feel called to start making TikTok videos that shed the light on what's going on, do so, whatever your means is. But don't try to change the narrative. Because the narrative is perfect, actually. 
and it is designed by benevolent beings. Benevolent. In other words, you are always taken care of. You are always protected. And you are a part of a massive, massive operation that eventually is going to lead towards light. Maybe just not yet. Also, stop making the bad guys bad because they're here at work. They're working. All of them. They have a job. It's a, they got the crappy end of the stick. I hate to say this. It's not a fun job. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to be the electric freaking wave of the electric shock. Not a very pleasant, not a very pleasant journey. And in fact, they are doing a great service to humanity. And we should be grateful. Yeah, that's what I want to leave you with on that one. What else? Have time for one more question because we don't want to make this a six-hour episode. What else are you dealing with? Do tell me. What else can I help with today? That's a good one. That's a good one. A person came through. Uh, is a, a, a guy came through, essentially. And he is feeling like he is holding um, his relationship together with his significant other. But enough of you are feeling some way, shape, or form of, of this. Um, and he's struggling. So it feels like he's trying to glue, like him and his significant other are starting to float apart, to drift, drift away from each other because of what's happening. Like this is very much a catalyst, right? So they're, like, they're slowly starting to essentially vibrate away from each other. And he's working really, really hard on like trying to glue these sticks back together. It's like this paths, you know, one leads to the right and the other freaking leads to the left. He's working so hard to somehow align them and bring them to a common denominator, to a common center. And of course, failing miserably. And so he needs, he's doing a lot of gluing. And in the process of gluing, he's made so many concessions and he's made so many like uh, excuses and, you know, all these, you know, in other words, at this point, he like gave up himself and what he wants to do just in order to try to glue this together now enough of you like i said are experiencing some version of this some semblance of this whether that is your friendships that somehow you know are not they're not standing the test of time or your relationships are not standing the test of time what have you right again this is not the time where things get solidified yet I just want you to understand that what you're living is a micro reality of a macro reality. And the macro reality right now is before things can get joined together, things must fall away and go apart. They must fall. They must. Yeah. Like it's, it's the vase that's about to be broken or maybe is broken into pieces and it's not meant to be mended. One thing I will tell you. Any relationship that you lost in 2020 and any relationship that you feel like you're losing in 21 and you're trying so hard to hold on to is not going to last. You can try to glue it all you want, but if you feel like you're losing that person, you will. It might take longer, but you will. And especially right now. 
Like, especially right now. I mean, we're we're in between um, the lunar eclipse and the solar eclipse. So, yeah. I mean, good luck trying to piece that one back together. It's wishful thinking. So, yeah. Rude awakening. Enough of you are like, how? No. What do you say? I'm going to try harder. I'm going to, like, take a better piece of, uh, I don't know, stick of glue. <laughs> that works better. I'm going to make it work. We're going to use counseling and whatnot. We'll meditate together somewhere in the Himalayas. No, you guys, I hate to say this. This is the time of the great coming apart, of the great rifts. This is the time of the great shedding. It's kind of the snake is shedding its old skin that's never belonged to it, by the way. Or maybe belonged to it for a time, but it served its purpose. It's like trying to, <laughs> as a snake, how ridiculous would it be? Like you have, you know, you could have a new new snake skin and you're like, well, I don't know. This, this old one looks real cute over here. Why don't I put it on again? No, you guys, there is a reason why it's falling away. So now is the period where you can't fake it. Now is the period of authenticity. Humanity is starting to finally think God come into authenticity. And as a part of that, because authenticity is a frequency and that frequency has descended and has arrived, all kinds of realness is going to come through. You're going to be surprised. All kinds of human shadow is going to come through. The kinds of revelations that are coming in the next 24 months, I mean, good luck holding on to your hats across all levels of society. All kinds of stuff is going to get unearthed. I mean, seriously. The authenticity has arrived on planet Earth. The next few years it is going to be the cycle of authenticity. So all inauthentic relationships are going to fall away. In fact, instead of trying to hold on to them, I urge you, I urge you to take this as a sign that it would have never lasted. And also, the one thing you cannot do, unfortunately, is try to go against the grain of a macro factor like this one. This is the period, and I'm going to repeat myself and, and, and sound like a broken record, just so you can hear me. This is the earthquake period, one after the other, after the other, after the other. There's going to be more coming. In other words, you cannot piece it together no matter how much you want to. Because you're just one human going against the grain of the collective. It's impossible at all, period, full stop, and a story. So instead of fighting with all your might to try to piece together something that is not meant to be pieced together, why don't you start imagining a perfect partner and a perfect life? And centering around what you actually truly want. Instead of pretending that this relationship that you have is fine. You know, I'm fine. Everything is fine. I love how, like, in America, everything is fine. Yet, truly, once you start digging deeper and peeling off the layers, fine is actually another name for crappy. But you, the, the, <laughs> it's the crappy that you've learned to cope with. And that's the crappy that you learn to live with. How about that? hate the word fine. 
because that is a very inauthentic word, a very inauthentic frequency. Don't like it. No, you're not fine. I'm fine, thanks. No, you're not. You just don't want to admit what's going on. So instead of being fine in a relationship, spend some time on what ifs. What if I didn't have to cope? What if I didn't have to settle? What if I could actually have the partner of my dreams? What would it look like for me? What would they be doing differently? How would they make me feel? Start imagining that and stop trying to piece something together because even if you succeed, you're not going to succeed for a long time. In the next 12 months, people that are falling away from your life are meant to fall away. They're not meant to be with you for the next type of part of your journey. Also, also, they are holding up the space for somebody else that's truly meant to be there. Because there is somebody out there for you right now. And you're preventing from that person from finding you, preventing the person from finding you because the space right next to you is taken by this one person that's like been struggling to fall away from you and to leave you already, but you've been trying to like fake it till you make it. And so now you have three unhappy people. You, your significant other, and that other person that's supposed to be with you, your freaking soulmate twin flame, what have you, that can't even come through because you're still coping. Do you see what I mean? In other words, the best piece of advice I can give you is get really good at letting go in the next 12 months. Get great at letting go. You're going to save yourself a lot of trouble, a lot of brain, like nerve cells, and you're going to position yourself for a better, happier life. As always, thank you for coming today. Thank you for the wonderful questions and all the feedback. I know this is tough times, you guys. I know this is tough times. I know you you are on a, an emotional, mental, physical, etheric, energetic roller coaster in many ways, in more ways than one. And I know that you're here until 2025 on a roller coaster. Hate to say this. We're going to be quote unquote fine until 2025 together. The good news is, we are together as a human family, as an extraterrestrial family, as a family of higher selves, as a family that belongs to one source. And together, we're strong. Together, we are everything. And I can promise you there is light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to see it. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love. Maria and Sergei.